0: Welcome to Three Men One Fall. One Fall. Wow. Okay. Thanks for that, then Ash. Yeah, that's all I got. So, who are the three men? It's Ashley here. I'm Jay. Ross is here, and today we're bringing you the WWE Clash of Champions Gold Rush 2020 review. Before we get into it, what's new in the news? Uh, Unfortunately, we lost Animal. Yeah, very sad. Road Warrior Animal uh, passed away then on the 22nd of September. age 60 uh, of Natural Causes. Of course, real name is Joe Laurinaitis. Um, obviously, the brother of John Laurinaitis, if you remember People Power. Yep, I do. Yeah, very sad news. Um, 60 still such a young age. Especially for a wrestler. If only, especially if in the 80s. Massive shame and, and such a loss. But, um, you know, hopefully, obviously, wherever he is, he's found peace. And if you want to support... Uh, Road Warrior Animal, there is obviously, along with all the great merch that's on Pro Wrestling Tees, there's some new additions on there. Um, so you could head over there and pick up some merch and start rocking the Road Warrior pop, if you will. Yeah, what a rush. What a rush. So, what else is new? Well, in, in
1: wrestling news, RVD has left Impact Wrestling.
0: Yeah. So AEW. Well, he said AEW or maybe wwe he said his interest showed interest in both but i thought that second run he didn't have a great time there like he felt like he didn't really belong i think Shawn michaels said something to him along the lines of you know like you're not really sort of like one of the guys sort of thing if i sort of read into that right or something i think that was for the rumble in 2009 but
1: basically the same thing isn't it
2: well fuck him then let him go to AEW. he'll probably have a better run there
1: i don't think he can go do wwe though I think it's a because he's medically blind or something stupid like that. He can't wrestle in WWE. Uh,
0: for some news, I mean, this isn't really news. This is more of a question, Ash, for you. Go on. So, obviously, I'm trying to, you know, I've watched Clash of Champions. First one I've watched uh, since WrestleMania 35, all the way through, at least. I'm trying to catch up now with a bit of weekly television. What the fuck is going on with Retribution?
1: Uh, Better leave that alone, I reckon. Because it's just. No.
0: <laughs> I don't want to leave it alone.
1: I want you to answer my question. I, I, what the fuck is going on? Well, <laughs> I
0: thought they were disgruntled former WWE employees, but they are people that have come out from NXT. Yeah,
2: I told you that the other week.
0: But they're not acknowledging that they're in from NXT because they're changing the names. Like, Mia no. Yim is. What's Mia Yim called now? Retaliation
2: or something? Die Jack is called fucking T Bar or something like that.
0: T Bar's the one that's been making like the the splashes on social media, isn't it? Yeah.
2: I think he's um, T Bar. There's a guy called Mace who is actually like a former NFL player.
1: I think that's Dio Madden. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was a
1: commentary like this time last year. So that that, yeah. te- that technically does count as a former WWE employer. Yeah,
2: so it's, basi- it's basically WWE taking people from NXT and literally trying to make the public forget that they was in NXT.
0: Which just further my point that I said when we did the TV ratings uh, episode that. I don't think WWE looks at NXT as a third brand. I mean, surely they don't. Otherwise, you you don't just take you wouldn't take somebody from Raw, bring them to SmackDown, and completely repackage them as though they didn't exist on on Raw. But well, I guess uh, sometimes they have done that. But but what I don't what I don't understand with Retribution here is that so they they want to bring down the company. So to do so, they've signed contracts. Yeah, I don't get that either.
2: Yeah, that was fucking. I saw that as well. That's fucking stupid.
0: I don't, I don't understand it. I know T-Bar, like, I don't know if this is, like, meant to be a character or to send shockwaves or whatever, but, you know, making this thing over Twitter, like, you know, trying to explain it. And then Jericho had, like, tweeted, like, huh? As if, like, you know, like, what the fuck are you saying? And then um, T-Bar then posted something about, like, this news article about how apparently, you know, that there could have been, like, a number of hundreds of thousands of people um, transmitting COVID between each other because they attended a Fozzy concert recently and then he obviously then replied her to that as well so i think obviously he's going for the shock factor which it doesn't take away from the fact that this is really dumb yeah like they they can only do what they can do with it and they're going to do the best they can with it but it's you know it's not a criticism of the wrestlers it's never a criticism of the wrestlers and so, also you, know, you like, like,
2: don't fucking start a war with words with jericho because you know you're going to fucking lose
0: yeah i mean that's kind of dumb anyway isn't it really but you know don't you know so just don't take it on fans like you still see it and people are like oh yeah fucking marks and it's like like, I'm not, you know, it's not to be condescending or anything, but like, without audience, you get what you get right now, yeah, which obviously isn't very fun for everybody. Like, the audience needs the wrestlers, and the wrestlers need an audience. Like, stop belittling people, it's not the wrestler's fault, no one's saying it's the talent. People are annoyed because they we know you can do better, and we know that you deserve better. That's all it is. Like, if you're going to go along with what the company gives you, that's fine, you're an employee. But ultimately, this idea is bloody rubbish at the minute, and it really doesn't make sense. You don't bring down a company by signing a contract and then do nothing with it. It doesn't really look like there was ever really a clear goal for retribution. It was just sort of week by week, see what happens, and then decide who the members were, whatever you decide who the members were. That's just kind of how it feels for me. It feels like Nexus 2.0 at the minute. Um, Another question, this also pertains to Raw, Ash. You said uh, a few weeks ago that you were really interested in the underground stuff. I didn't miss it. This, yeah. So how's that going for you? It wasn't on last. Well, this
1: last week episode, but no. Have they
2: even carried on with it or what?
1: I'm going to do it. I just uh, you can't do it every week, can you? Because otherwise, you get the same people doing the same thing. I know that's <laughs> R.I.P. Underground. I know. I, I
0: well, I was going to say that is wrestling in general, but you know.
2: Well, that's just that's that's been WWE for the last ten years, so it don't really matter, does it? But what? So what's the end game with Underground then? I don't think they've got an end game from fucking anything, to be honest.
0: No, not a lot of stuff's really always thought all the way through. But well, it's a shame. AEW news then. M- Miro made his in-ring debut last week. Yeah, and didn't. Um... I see, I don't believe. I'm not buying into this whole. People were saying that the match was a shambles. It wasn't that bad. But it does look as though he may have hurt his leg. He confirmed on the Chris Van Vliet show. Uh, Chris Van Vliet had interviewed him recently. He's, he said his leg was all right. Kind of felt like he was playing it off a little bit. But well, we'll see. On, you know, he's we'll see on Dynamite if he does anything. Yeah, he's a big boy. Dynamite, which is happening tonight. Recording this on the 30th of September. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, do you see uh, Matt Cardona as his contracts run out?
2: Yeah, I, I, he was only scheduled to have like six appearances. Anyway, I don't. It was nothing permanent. I don't think.
0: It's a shame, really. I wonder what else he's going to be doing. I suppose he's got some sort of plan. He's like one of the top hustlers in the industry.
1: What did he? What did he do? Really, he helped Cody. Well,
0: he
2: defend... had what two matches?
1: Yeah, I don't know if he did anything on Dark because I don't watch Dark. So, I don't, He might come back. You never know.
2: Never know. I have to wait and see.
1: Uh, Tegan Knox has done an ACL again. Is that the second time
0: now or third? Third, third time. Third time in like four years or something stupid. That's never really a good sign, is it? When you get injured like that much and it's again, that's a massive shame. Like it just sidelines you constantly. You can't really build up any momentum when you keep picking up these injuries. I think we should talk about uh, that. Corona has affected both WWE and AEW last week. Yeah, this is big news actually. Obviously, Lance Archer. Has he tested positive for COVID or did he come into contact? He was in contact with someone, I believe. Okay, so Lance Archer has obviously come into contact with somebody from So COVID. he's isolating then? Yeah, he's isolating. He wasn't on Dynamite last week, so he won't be on this week either. That'll be the two week isolation. It's not just Archer, I don't think, from AEW.
2: Yeah, but this is a thing though, you know, every day you see figures rising again, so you never know, it could just go back to fucking no crowds and shit again. It's hard to say, really.
0: Yeah, so COVID obviously made its way into uh, AEW yet again. But uh, Lance Archer's obviously taken the precautionary measures, taken himself into self-isolation.
2: Don't blame him. That's, a, that's the safest thing to do,
0: yeah. But WWE, obviously, this has heavily impacted Clash of Champions, hasn't it? Because I don't know if it's just Nia Jax or if it's both her and Baszler that had it or not. So the three names that uh, were mentioned... Although it hasn't been listed specifically as COVID, has it, really? It's just that they're off for health reasons. Yeah, medical reasons is the reason they gave. Medical reasons, that's it. So, yeah, it's it's Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross. So I think we're all eating at the same place and um, all have the same food or or something like that along those lines. So, Mm. yeah, all three of them off the car. It just be a bit simple then. It may be. uh, So it, it, it kind of points towards COVID, but, you know... WWE's not been as forthcoming, I don't think, with their information as to who's got it and who hasn't, which is no. um, obviously a very stark contrast to AEW in that
2: regard. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else to say then about the news before we get started?
0: Pretty much most of the the newsworthy stuff. Obviously, once again, you know, um, sending wishes over to the Laurenites family. Uh, Animal, Absolutely. Animal was a massive... I mean, the Road Warriors were huge and they were one of my first ever favourite tag teams. Seeing them, first time I ever saw them. Was the return at WrestleMania 14 when I was watching that on VHS? They got that Road Warrior pop, and I just thought these guys look awesome. The shoulder pads, the spikes, the face paint, the yeah. hair—you
2: know—they're they're, they're one of the best, definitely one the of most, best. the most, the yeah.
0: most looking like a wrestler. Wrestlers you could get, and it, yeah. it's such a simple yeah. but great finish, tag team finish.
2: Oh, what a rush! <laughs>
0: well, rest in peace, Animal. Without further ado then, let's get into it, boys. We're gonna be coming back for our review of WWE Clash of Champions 2020 after a little bit of a break.
2: billy <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody Three men,
3: three men, one Get ready! Get-
1: So we are back from our break. We're now going to be talking about Clash of Champions, which happened on uh, Sunday, the 27th of September, 2020. Um, might as well start it off now with the pre-show, which I didn't watch. So Yeah.
2: No, I didn't either.
0: I think you did, Russell, didn't you? I did. I watched it. And yeah, so it's the Lucha House Party versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And the champion's retained. Uh, any good? Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's all right. It's Shinsuke and Cesaro, isn't it? So, at one and Lucha House Party, I, I think, are good. It's just, in terms of what they are doing with them and from a storyline perspective, from what I can gather, right, it's not really, you know, I'm so, obviously I'm still trying to kind of get up to speed with WWE, but like, you know, they're hinting at them splitting up, but then they lose here and then there's, it's like, there's nothing. And it's, it, I don't know, it just it just felt a bit weird, but...
2: No, well, I think it's criminal what they've done to Nakamura.
0: From what I gather, again, the tag team division's pretty lacking at the moment.
1: Well, I'm surprised it was a tag team, to be honest.
0: But yeah, I mean, just wow. in general. So I don't know, they, they seem to be breaking a lot of tag teams up, or, or kind of breaking them up, maybe breaking them up, maybe not. Don't really know, can't really work it yeah, out. Yeah,
2: this is a thing though, right? If we're saying like matches that were supposed to be on the show couldn't get on there why did they even need to have a pre-show in the first place why not just put it on the main card
0: I don't know it was a bit weird but I think they've faced each other about a million times now from what I can see so maybe that's the last one but yeah it's it's good it's a good match but you know no that's fair enough so the show opened
1: with the triple threat ladder match for the intercontinental title featuring Jeff Harley the champion Sami Zayn technically the champion but not really and AJ Styles I'm gonna say this off the bat. I really loved the match.
2: Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the match. Actually, I mean, it was good. It was good. Nice, nice few, nice, good few spots in it. You know, it was, it was good. It was all right. I right, was. So, uh, I'm guessing we we got to talk about the um. Well, it's not a botch, but the Jeff Hardy bump where they obviously he tried to like crawl down that ladder and then he fell out the ring and the ladder sort of trapped him in between the ring and.
0: I loved the match and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and like you were saying there, yeah. Jay, the whole like Jeff Hardy the Jeff Hardy spots when he was kind of like just swallowed him like it bit like the ladder bit him like a shark and then he hit the apron and hit the floor I thought he was dead but yep. you know that's two two Hardys in one month yeah that was a scary
2: bump that was I mean it luck, was luckily really scary, though I mean but... you know it didn't look like he really did any damage but it could have been worse it, it looked I think it looked worse than it was it's many bumps so. though so oh yeah you know swan on from the ladder through the ladder yeah oh <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus <laughs>
1: His back was red as fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like again, it might have been because there was no like real crowd or the way that where the camera was. But yeah, it did sound when when AJ Styles fucking um, threw him full board into that ladder and he bounced off of it. That was good. Michael
0: Cole called that one perfectly, like a pinball, just bouncing around. And I I think the right person won. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad Sammy won. And you know i think out of the two he needed that win more yeah i'd agree with that the finish i mean let's talk about
1: the finish because yeah because the thing about ladder matches is it's so hard to do something that feels innovative and new it's hard to do something new and innovative in a ladder match and first of all putting a handcuff through someone's earlobe is first of all weird but (laughs) it's so strangely original for a heel thing
0: and a heel thing to do yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I mean, handcuffs have been used in matches before. Yeah. Not quite the same way. But Sami Zayn even made that his own. You know, he kind of... Yeah. He brings out the two handcuffs. Like you said, he, he did that with uh, Jeff Hardy's ear. And then with the AJ one, didn't even see it happen on camera. No. It's good editing. Takes a suplex and then... Yeah, it works. Or camera it work, as you it, say. It wasn't editing. Camera work. But it, it was live, though. Yeah. So... Sammy was, you know, really on it, I think, with that, and I, I literally didn't see it. So, you know, obviously, for context, AJ Styles suplexes him, he goes to stand up and climb up the ladder, and he can't, because yeah. he's handcuffed to Sammy Zane. Yeah, that was good. And cute. then, of course, so he's he's in, like you've got Jeff Hardy stumbling around with the ladder, holding the ladder near his ear, and then AJ's, like, lifting Sammy up to try and climb the ladder, and it's at that point then when Jeff's sort of, like, trying to attack AJ as well, and Sammy takes his moment, gets the handcuff off himself because he's got the key in his mouth. Yeah. I don't know when he put that in, but that was good. Once again, good camera yeah. work.
2: It was a good match overall. I enjoyed it. And really innovative, yeah. like you said. So it was it's, a great opener as well. Yeah. I just enjoyed the match. I couldn't. I just enjoyed the match. I didn't really care about the finish. I was just liking what I was watching. So to me, it don't take anything away or whatever from it. So I, I
0: thought it was great. And then, yeah, he handcuffs AJ to the ladder, climbs up, gets both the belts like we said right person one yeah really enjoy it it was one of the the better ladder mad, the better ladder matches I've seen in a long time and so
2: what are we saying for star rating Tim?
0: I'd give that a four and a half out of five I'd give it a four
1: and a half and a half out of five um it's it is one of the best ladder matches I've seen uh like I said like we said a load of bumps and loads of in, insane stuff like Jeff Hardy falling off the ladder onto his shoulder don't let me talk about the ladder bump off the uh turnbuckle. Yeah,
0: that was good. I mean good but scary as well, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, especially when Jeff Hardy's <laughs> had all the injuries he's had in his career. Yeah, exactly.
2: I'll give it a free. I'll give it I'll give it a free because like there was some good stuff in it. There was some good bumps in that in it, but it weren't like for me anyway, it weren't like edgy seat stuff. Like I enjoyed it, but for me it was just it was alright. There was some good stuff in it, but well, yeah, those are free for me.
0: Well, second match of the night we say, technically we had a 24-7 championship. I always forget that moment. <laughs> many, many people do.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't even see it. Didn't even know it was on there, to be honest. I didn't see it, so...
0: No, I, look, I, I'm not trying to shit on, on R-Truth or Drew Gulak, uh, but Drew takes the title here with a roll-up. R-Truth is walking around as a as a gold miner. Yeah, because it was called the Gold Rush. Right. <laughs> and I love R-Truth, and he's, he is funny, and he actually does make me laugh. If if half the stuff he did was done by anybody else, I don't think it would be remotely entertaining, and I think it'd be kind of you'd roll your eyes at it. Yeah, but r truth does it, and it is gold. So you know, quite literally, pun intended. Um, but yeah, he's. Oh, I remember when he was a main eventer. Huh? He, he stumbles into the refs' office um, or the refs' dressing room, I guess, locker room, and um, yeah, he kind of he goes back outside. Drew's doing some lunges in the background. <laughs> he takes his opportunity. One, two, three. Yeah, considering you weren't going to be on pay per view, <laughs> he's made it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no point rating that, is there? Because it wasn't a match; it's a roll up. So unless you want to rate the roll up, it was a good roll up. <laughs> a very good roll up.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Five star roll up. Yeah. So then, then, then it is. Let's uh, officially. Yeah. Officially,
1: it's uh, Ask for Selena Vega. Which honestly, I when I watched this for when I watched this, I uh, just got back from work after being up since half four in the morning. So, and this was what? 12 o'clock in the afternoon? So I fell asleep
0: during it and then I didn't bother watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. I do like it. It was good for Zelina as well. But I, the match itself kind of made sense. You know, Zelina doesn't really get in an awful lot of offense. Oscar is pretty much, you know, the dominant one in the match. Yeah. And, and again, I, I guess right person one. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere else with this, but. I'd give this a 3 star. It was good.
1: I uh, will go I uh, I believe you. Uh, to be honest, when I woke up it just finished. So
2: uh... I can't I can't really give it a rating because I didn't see it all. But
0: Right, okay. There's a good um I mean Zelina kind of like really smoothly gets out of the Oscar lock. I mean that was that was nice. <laughs> that was good. Um but Oscar still walks away with the win and it kind of looks like they're going to show each other respect. And Zelina bows to Oscar and then Oscar bows to Zelina and then at that moment, Zelina takes her moment and boots her in the face. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess they probably are going to maybe go on with this a little bit more. I, f-
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of that, to be honest.
0: Uh, which I personally don't mind. I just think that Zelina didn't get much of a build or push going into it.
1: No, this is, it felt like a last minute because of the COVID situation,
0: but, eh. Which can't be helped, so no. you know you can't you gotta do what you gotta do. It's just it, the way they sort of went into it wasn't that original, you know. It's just basically I want a match. All right, you got it, and that's it then. I guess. <laughs> I kind of wish they had the Mickey James match
1: on the pay per view, but uh... yeah. But yeah, three three star for me, I'd say on that one. Okay,
2: lead us to the next one, then Ash.
1: Right, next up we had Bobby Lashley defending his US title against Apollo Cruz, which is a rematch from Payback.
2: Didn't see that one either.
0: So, right, I need to... I've got more questions for you, Ash. Oh, bring them on. Okay, so Apollo Cruz is accompanied to the ring by Ricochet. Yes, he was. Bobby Lashley is accompanied to the ring by Shelton and uh, MVP. Yep. Cedric is with the Hurt Business, isn't he? He is. But, but was it... So, So Cedric's heel. Yeah, because Hurt Business is a, a heel group, faction, whatever you want to call them. So... The Hurt Business is a heel faction, but they f- want to fight retribution. Oh, yeah, because retribution are the big bad. So they're the face faction. When they face retribution. So retribution's the heel faction. Yeah. And the Hurt Business want to fight the heel faction, so they're the f- face faction? Uh, when they're facing, it's I don't it's, so, so so yeah, so, yeah no so, no don't don't go through this again. So so Cedric was face and then okay right so Cedric Alexander's a face and so he turns heel to join the Hurt business but then turns face because the Hurt business turned face because they're fighting Retribution who want to destroy the company but they sign contracts so they're with the company and they're from NXT <laughs> but they're not really from NXT because they're different. And then the hurt business are face because they fight retribution, but the hurt business are heels, because they are bad people, but they're going to come out and save the company from these heels that want to destroy don't, the company. WWE programming. Because they're heels and, and the hurt business, they're heels, but they're faces because they, they fight retribution. But they're heels though, because they're bad. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat that? I I missed all of that. It says it all really, doesn't it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I I think I went cross-eyed there. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. I do, watching it. But, (laughs) I mean, look, the match itself, what did you reckon?
1: I I like the match. It was okay. Um, Apollo Cruz looked like a big, strong boy. Picking up Bobby Lashley and body press-slamming him. Yeah, that was good. Uh, did uh,
0: Did he fuck up a moonsault, or was that just my imagination? Maybe. I mean, to be honest, I try not to, like, really look at the botches too much. Like, sometimes you get some that are so noticeable... I mean, like the the one at all out with um, well, they, Matt Seidel, obviously. Yeah. You can't not sort of notice that, and because the context behind it was it was his debut. Um, although interesting little fact for you, because of being the elite, they turned that into a storyline.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Michael, Nakaz-
0: Michael Nakazawa oiled the turnbuckle because he was pissed off about not being in the battle royal. Yeah. Genius. I don't know if this is the right way of putting it, but it didn't really feel like a title match. But then the U.S. title, I still feel, doesn't really have. I don't know. It's just a weird one, really. It just it didn't feel like a title match. I wasn't really like into it from a story perspective. Obviously, wrestling wise, was really great.
1: Uh, yeah, it because I've seen it a few times on Raw, and like, it feels like every pay per view in the last six months has been either MVP and La- and Lashley with Cedric or. Uh, match with Apollo or Ricochet, and it's like I kind of getting bored. Just lucky that they, like they have alluded later on the drafts coming up, so they might get rid
0: of one or two of them. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't really know. I like the idea of a hurt business, but I, I well, I mean, I especially like the idea of having MVP with Lashley because I mean that worked really well in TNA.
1: Yeah, this is basically the beatdown clang, but in yeah.
0: WWE. Uh, I, look, it's. Uh, two
1: and a half. I should. We should mention that uh, Bobby Lashley won with the Hurt Lock.
0: <laughs> the Hurt Lock, which is the Lashley Lock, or is it the Bobby Lock or the?
1: According to Wikipedia,
0: it says the Hurt the Lock. It's the Hurt Lock now, but it was the, the Bobby Lock or something. They are saying it was like the that, Lashley yeah. Lock. And um, to be fair, like this is what I mean, though. Like I, not that WWE would do it. I don't think now because you, we like we know that WWE Vince doesn't really see that fans really have like that. of a attention span i think that's why things just change week by week and storylines just seem to be dropped and there's not an awful lot of consistency xyz right but yeah if you think back to the master lock which is what i always remember it as it's a full nelson but if the master lock was like the name with chris masters and the master lock challenge Back in like what would that have been? Two thousand six, two thousand five. Uh, two thousand five to about two thousand seven. Yeah, of course. So Lashley was the first person to break the the master lock. Yeah. Could if you wanted to be really creative with it, you could like had that become like this is why I use it. I broke it and now I use it and I don't know. There's probably there's something maybe you could have done there. Maybe it's a lame idea, but you know it's he uses it as a finisher now and he was the first one to break it during a big. Kind of, well, as you said there, but pretty much a two-year-long angle yeah. that involved basically a submission move and getting out of it. So. Well,
2: because, it's because that's common sense, isn't it? And it don't seem like be <laughs> anything that's common sense they don't bother with. Would have been good to add it in though, because
1: obviously he can't do the spear anymore because of Roman.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm not that mad about it. I like Roman's spear. I think Roman's got a good spear on him. So yeah, not saying Bobby couldn't do it,
1: but yeah, because. Of- does he not
0: do the Dominator no more then? The Dominator was, was a good move. I think I just guess it's maybe a little bit, it's a bit dangerous. of dangerous. Yeah,
1: it's a bit scary. I've never I've never been on the receiving end, but I bet it is a fucking <laughs> scary move to take. Um I'll give it a two star not saying it's bad, not saying it's shit. I've seen it enough times
0: to say do something else. Just not interested in the story element of it, yeah. No. Two and a half. Nothing wrong with the wrestling, but all right, the
1: next match was the Street Profits defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against Andrade and Angel Garza.
0: So, kind of going back to what we said about the SmackDown Tag Titles then on the pre-show. Yeah. Not enough tag teams. The match seems to have happened yeah. now a lot. And yeah, because the Tag ha- Team Champs retain. Yeah, this happened at SummerSlam as well. Still the champions, then, are the Street Profits. Yeah, but
1: it's more talk about what ha- how it ended
0: yeah, it was the right call. It looks as though uh, Angel Garza was, was hurt on the outside. So they kind of... Obviously, almost takes the powerbomb from uh, Dawkins, I believe. And then they go for the cover. He kicks out, clearly kicks out, and the referee still counts the three. Yeah. And even the commentators are a little kind of confused by it. And it's... Yeah, I get why, but... Uh, yeah. Is it even though Saw the next day, there
1: was a... The referee gave an X, which is the signed for someone injured, so there must have been communication between backstage and the referee. So uh, he must have told them, "Right, we've got to end this quick because Angel's hurt." Which is the
0: uh, absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah, that's yeah. True.
1: after the Mount Hardy situation, which we I
0: don't want to talk about anymore. Yeah, safety first every time. Yeah. And the thing is, if yeah. we yeah, all right, it kind of made it look like it's a botched finish, and it, it ended a bit weird. But I mean, come on, it's it's twenty twenty now, and it's. It, Health and safety, right? Health first, more than anything. Live to fight another day, you know, pick it back up and and go again. It's hopefully not the same match again. Oh, (laughs) no. You know, we don't need it. And and the thing is, we were saying about it in the All Out Review that, look, we think they should have stopped the match. They shouldn't have carried on. I know the injury was a bigger, it looked like it was a bigger scare. But you can't just say one for one and and something different for the other. It's the same all round. He's injured, Stop the match. Fair,
2: you know, fair so what call. star rating are we giving it? Well, I I can't because I didn't see it. But what star rating are you giving it?
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't. I won't really. I'm not going to rate the match that one just because of the way it ended. If I was going to rate it up to that point again, it's probably a three. Just because you know the wrestling's good. That they're all really talented, and I love Montez Ford, and I think he'll be if the Street Profits if he's ever done with a tag team. And He's ever done with the Street Profits. I think he'll be he could he's got potential to be a really, really entertaining single star. I, f- I feel like he could be what Enzo could have been and should have been if it wasn't for you know how the situations he got himself into or didn't get himself <laughs> into, depending yeah. on who you listen to backstage. But
1: uh, because it's a match, I've seen enough times and Street Profits always won. Uh, I will give it, I would say, I would have glowed in like one and a half because. There wasn't enough happening because they, they ignored Angel Garza and Andrade have been falling out for the last month. I reckon the finish might have been a uh, miscommunication if it did continue with no injury, but <coughs> unfortunately we'll never find out. It is what
0: it is, isn't it? But, yeah. Right cool. Yeah. Right cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, then next, Gunak was getting uh, interviewed dedicating his uh
0: did he, did he, i think he dedicated his win to tozawa didn't he <laughs> poor tozawa so cause that's the thing tozawa gets eaten by a shark supposedly yeah uh well no actually well he did not really no well yeah well, but... in, ca- in kayfabe he did <laughs> wow he's kayfabe eaten he's kayfabe inside a shark's belly right now well yeah i mean he, he gets eaten by a shark and no one's mentioning it over clash of champions until good old drew comes in Gulak that is not mcintyre mcintyre don't give a shit about you to <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah, he might Gulak's like dedicates it to him well he might but yeah
1: all of a sudden r-truth uh, attacks Gulak with a what would you call it would it a bucket it was um i don't
0: know what it was is It like a bucket or a pan or it might a, be in like... a
1: pan because of the gold rush but yeah
0: like oh, just cracks him with that <laughs>
1: yeah <and> then <laughs> then pins him and that's the 24-7
2: title done I didn't see it, so I can't I can't comment.
0: Is is the 24-7 title... Like, how, how much further can you see them going with the title? Like, What more can they do with it? Well, the fact that R-Truth's won it 40 times. 40 times plus, probably, now. But at what point does it become the R-Truth Championship? I don't know. If, if it hasn't already become well, the R-Truth title? I haven't got a problem with it, because it is a gimmick belt. Oh, well, they're yeah. all gimmick belts, aren't they? A belt is a gimmick. But, I mean, this is a particularly goofy... It, well, it's a comedic belt it's for the comic relief yeah i just kind of wish they used both brands for it but because it as it's called 24 7 but you well i mean you i guess you can again you never you never know what you what you can and can't do in this sort of current this current age no These is what's going on but i mean i don't know it's it's a fun segment but realistically unless there's an end game for our truth which i'd want there to be because i feel like look he's he's won it i know it's a joke title but let's be honest, as much of a joke title as it is, some of the other titles become a joke over the course of time when WWE treats them that way. Yeah, yeah, WWE program. I, I right. think R-Truth deserves something at the end of this, a, a real push.
1: Uh, Yeah, better than the 2011 push anyway.
0: Capital punishment. Yeah. Little Jimmy. Loved Little Jimmy. I can't believe they're bringing Little Jimmy back again. But hey. Little Jimmy's been away for a long time. I think he's been out making movies.
1: Talking about the Raw afterwards, which will were- our truth was backstage, and a ninja shows up because desara has got the ninjas because obviously he's Japanese. And <laughs> of course, and it said uh, f- there was a note saying if I ever get eaten by a shark, I can't remember what it was, but it's something like if I ever get eaten by a shark, then uh, something. That's uh, something funny. I can't remember what it was, but
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, all, and all of a sudden, it's Drew Gulak in the the ninja outfit trying to tell the title, and then Desara comes out. Oh, nice! So he's he is alive. He is alive. And then they had like a triple threat match later that night so just okay but yeah um going into the next match was meant to be bailey versus nikki cross but with the uh, d- does she have corona
0: well I like we said um she's not made news bit
1: yeah she wasn't medically cleared so that could be anything
0: not not medically cleared off for medical reasons
1: yeah makes me think is uh because nikki cross is uh, she married to big damo Killie- Killian Kane? and Dane. yeah yeah
0: are they married I think they're married now. Yeah, they're, they're certainly together. If if not, but I'm sure they're married.
1: Because he's been on TV. He has been on on T- TV for like the last month or so, but hasn't been on for the last couple of weeks. So maybe
0: maybe there is a situation like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's always the yeah always the best call. You you, you got it's always safety first. You have to.
0: I think people sort of saw this one coming anyway, just because she, like you said, she hadn't been on TV, but the replacement was awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: the her replacement was Oscar. If
2: that's that's well, you know, that's that's probably it was probably the best thing to do then to be honest.
1: I know they've been feeding for most of like, the summertime, so that made kind of made sense, but I kind of wish it was someone else to be honest.
0: Oh, I I like it being Asuka, but obviously it, it wasn't very long and it was again it was really quick, but no. the story wasn't the match here. The story was what happened after the match. Yes, cuz
1: yeah. the match ended yeah. in the the squadification after about 3 4 minutes. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sasha Banks comes out to stop Bailey from being up Asuka anymore with a steel chair.
2: It's just a heel thing to do, isn't it?
0: Gets a revenge on Bailey, so potentially Helena Cell. It could be. It depends how they want to do this neck injury with Sasha. Is it too
1: soon if they do it at Helena Cell? I kind of wish they had let Sasha have a couple of months off. Yeah, exactly. Then come back up yeah. maybe rumble, but with the way things this are is th- with the way things are, how can you you can't take too long?
0: WWE doesn't yeah, yeah I, I can get I do I think I can understand it to a degree in the current age, but um WWE doesn't tend to keep people off screen for that long anymore anyway, really. No. But again, I think that goes back to what we said before and about, you know, I, I guess Vince's interpretation of people's memory span. You know, maybe he thinks if you keep someone off T V for anything longer than two weeks you just don't remember that they exist. It's, it's the only thing I could really think of but the, the problem is and the women's the women now are suffering the same problem I think that the tag team division are. It's not through lack of talent in either division it's just through well again the health thing uh, the, the medical reasons which potentially may or may not be from COVID-19. Um, yeah probably the best That's thought, obviously though. wrecking through the ranks but the thing is the reason I think it had to be Oscar is... Who else realistically could it have been?
1: Oh, it could have been um, Alexa
0: Bliss with... with but Actually, yeah, but she's got the angle going she, on with theme. Yeah, and... Maybe Lacey Evans, but you can't have a heel versus heel. But what's she done? Well, you can, because uh, you've got Hurt Business versus Retribution. Which, again, Retribution is the heel, and then Hurt Business is the face peel, but they're heel and they're face... Anyway, so... Yeah. Look, my point here really is that, like, Oscar's probably the only one that could have come out here at this minute, where, or you know, granted, I suppose it was still only for a few minutes. But this is the problem. You, I don't, I with WWE, I just don't feel that they've developed a deep enough talent pool. So, like, from a fan's perspective, so and from my own personal perspective, as I've said before, it's it's that the story, the storylines, the writing, uh. That side of WWE doesn't compel me enough to be watching it. That, that's why I just tuned out as a fan. Whoa, this is Obviously, internet. I'm going to try and, and keep up with it week by week now You know, for the podcast and try and understand it and at least try and get my point across for other people that might be listening that might be in the same boat as as me and UJ. then, for that matter. Um, I think it just comes to credibility. Like, There's not enough credible talent on the roster. and it's not. I'm not saying they're not credible because it's them, it's their skills, or their talent. It's not. It's just they're not like they're not built to be credible. Why would I want to see Lacey Evans challenge for the title? Lacey Evans isn't going to win the title. I know she's not going to win the title. <laughs> Why throw her in there? No. I've I've not been told anything or any reason to believe that Lacey Evans is a credible challenger or a credible opponent at this point. Nikki Cross, love Nikki Cross, but even if she'd have showed up, she's not going to win. I've been conditioned to think Nikki Cross loses. Yeah, because she does lose over and over and over again you only have a very select few handful of credible talent and that's the way WWE and the system yeah. has built those those kind of top stars but your problem is is that when they're out of the picture who do you go to it's not like the attitude era no, when I... you could put people in there because you had such a deep you had such a deep roster of credible talent and we've said before the roster right now <coughs> uh, at least in my opinion then is is the most talented roster WWE's ever had and potentially, arguably, the most talented roster in the entire world, but doesn't draw the viewers. It's not drawing ratings. It's not putting as many asses in seats as the Attitude Era did. Why right. with you can't get people in seats.
1: Well, at least WWE now.
0: No, but even before, you know, yeah. it's not. It's yeah, more, it's not, and it's because, in my opinion, that you don't have credible talent. I like watching them, but would I want to pay loads of money to see them? Not necessarily, you know, and that's not a knock on them, but, you know, things are expensive. Yeah. And I might have something else I need to spend money on. But if I think, oh my God, right, WrestleMania is in town, shit, it's Rock and Austin, take my money. Fuck it, I'll quit my job. It doesn't matter to yeah. me. It's Rock and Austin you need to see that there's a there's a desire you need to see it it's not that oh, I'd like to see him yeah that'd be cool if I could see them. that's what WWE feels like oh yeah it'd be cool to see no it's yeah. not it's, it's, they've lost that I need to see it that sense of urgency they don't have the credible talent. oh yeah no doubt it's a bit of a rant there but like that's kind of how I feel about WWE and how it's been for the past 10 years and, and progressively through the sort of past 10 years
1: Uh,
0: rating if you can rate it Oh, it's just—I don't know, really. It's not really a match, is it? Not um, really. I mean, one point five. That's what I was thinking. And ratings—I mean, all ratings are subjective, anyway. We're doing them because it kind of, you know. Yeah. I guess we're doing it because everyone else does them, really. But let's be honest. But ratings are very subjective. Yeah. yeah. You either enjoy something or you don't, really. And some things you enjoy more than others. Some things you dislike more than others. Now it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah basically <laughs> it is. Not
1: right, everyone will give. A match of five-star rating that you think is a five-star rating.
0: What about you,
2: Jay? Ah, oh, well, that's the review of that then. On to the next match, Ash.
1: <laughs> next is the... Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE title in a ambulance match.
2: Yeah, you see, I... So... Was, this was a difficult one for me because... Drew retained the title. He did. With help. I, lo- I, I liked it and I didn't like it. Let's just get this bit out of the way.
0: Do you think he looked weak in the win and throughout the match, or does it not matter? Well, the thing is, they spaced it out,
1: but it was only when he was in trouble.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what jumps
1: out, right? So, don't really
2: do him much. It don't don't do him. Don't do him much credit, really, does it? Because
0: it had big show first. Okay, so Orton's kind of bringing back the Legend Killer gimmick. Yeah, and he. Throughout the the previous weeks, so he had taken out Ric Flair with the punt. Obviously, the punt's made its return from two thousand nine. Orton, yeah, he's beat up Michaels, Christian, Big Show uh, on Edge. Obviously,
1: yeah. When people come out to help the baby face, and it it feels like a heel. It does feel like a heel thing, where it should be a heel getting the advantage, not the baby face. It feels like it. It feels like a disadvantage. Yeah. That. Only if it was the other way round, it would have been different.
0: This is this is the weird. This is like what's really I think is like really interesting though when you try to look at it from this way because, look, I mean from a logic standpoint, these guys are going to make sure Orton gets his because he took him out, and they've just chosen that match to do it. There's a lot of different ways to kind of look at it. I feel and that so if if you're gonna if you're one of those that says Drew McIntyre looked weak in his win here because he needed. All this assistance. First of all, let's let's go to the let's just jump to the end of the match now. Drew McIntyre hits him with the Claymore, can put him in, but doesn't, and then hits him with the punt instead, and then puts him in. I like that. So he, yeah, that yeah. was really well done. I feel, and and that was like him giving you know, he was the last one to, to make sure Orton got his. Well, not the very last one. Ric Flair obviously drives him off in the ambulance. Yeah,
1: nice of guy who's had heart attacks driving an ambulance.
0: <laughs> but. McIntyre makes sure he gets his. He gives him the punt. The th- what I was waiting for, because obviously every time he was, he looked like he was in danger. Somebody come out and attacked Orton. Yeah, not necessarily made the save. It was just those points they came out and attacked Orton. And, then, and this he... is
2: this is why I liked it. Yeah, this is why I liked it and why I didn't like it at the same time. I mean, I liked it that obviously you got to see them people. But as you said, I didn't like it and with the fact that obviously. It just made him look weak.
0: Moment when Orton throws McIntyre into the back of the ambulance and he's about to close the door, I was fully expecting somebody to come out and attack Orton. And it didn't happen
2: because Drew saved himself. Well, I think that's probably the best decision they've made in a long time.
0: Yeah. So I feel from that angle, from that perspective, it worked. I was, Do you know what? I was expecting Edge. Because I half expected Edge, but he's um, still... Injured, isn't he? Yeah,
1: the only reason I said that is because I thought this was the end of the feud, but I f- I believe this is Orton's best year in a long time. Yeah. And again,
0: he's, he's kind of taking what's old and making it new again. Yeah, which is what you did, Reston. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But th- the other ways of looking at it then, so what you were saying about the whole, okay, look, it's kind of a heel thing to do. Yeah. Is it? Because the thing is, if all the baby faces, it's logic, right? All the baby faces, okay, yeah, they're not in cahoots with each other right they're not some faction they're not a team or anything like that in storyline wise that they're, they're not but they all have a common enemy yeah yeah i can believe that and all and that's the thing and that makes sense and i don't feel that that happens enough in wrestling because if someone's going around and beating you all up and you're not you know you've all got the same enemy but you're not smart enough to go well then let's just band together and take him out because he's he's a twat yeah. he's an idiot he's you know he's just a bad guy let's go get him Surely that doesn't make sense in a real life situation. Probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I will say Drew McIntyre's looked very strong
1: throughout his title reign and it's the, only, it's the only time he's ever needed help because he's never he didn't need help to beat Brock, he didn't need help to beat Dolph but then again who does need help when he's racing Dolph he's piss easy, I reckon he didn't need help when he had Bobby Lashley
0: it's only now. I mean look if if WWE showed one thing with this, it's that they're they're willing to go the distance with Drew, which I'm obviously over the moon with. But, you know, your point there about Ziggler though, again, <laughs> I ain't gonna keep banging on about it, but the credibility thing, Ziggler is one of the best ever. To go in that ring, to bump, to sell, he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best. But on but WWE programming does not tell you or show you or allow you to think, even for a moment that he's one of the best and that he's a credible contender because he's always fed to guys coming up from NXT or he's fed in as filler I saw something online I'm really sorry I can't credit this to whoever made it um, but I saw online look at Kofi's uh, trajectory his pay-per-view kind of path last year and it is exactly the same as what Drew McIntyre's on he wins it at Mania yeah he then goes straight into a feud with Ziggler. He comes out of the match. After the match with Ziggler, he's in there with... Um, well, Lashley, I, Lashley was first, I think. I'm 100% on that one, but it,
1: def, it might
0: be in the other way But then at SummerSlam, it's Orton, and then again it's Orton. He's, Drew's been put on the same carbon copy path during this the booking of his, of his reign. And I do feel sorry for him that he's the champion in, in this current era. But, you know, WWE's going to stick behind him. And rightfully so. I
1: honestly believe if it was in front of a crowd, I reckon he might have got booed. Who, Drew? Yeah. Because people like Orton. I like Drew, but, but
0: it's like, I kind of like what Aunt Orton's been doing this whole year. Yeah. But does Orton need the title? No. You know, he's he's there to help establish new guys and hopefully that's what we're doing with Drew.
2: So what were what we going to give it then for a rating? What, what, what do you think?
0: There was no, well, apart from the getting put into the the window, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not quite as bad as Trent's one. on no. AEW, but again, yeah. anytime there's glass in your back, then you know, uh, fucking, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think it made Drew look completely weak. No, I like the fact he finished it and not everyone else. Yeah, he finished it and he saved himself at the end, and I, and I think it's subtle, but you know, I caught it, and I and again, I I've chosen to interpret it in that manner. So yeah. I'd say
2: it's a three and a half. I was going to give it. I was going to give it a three and a half as well.
3: Uh,
1: I really like this match. Um, <clears throat> I would give it a four, personally. Okay. But once again, I would have probably liked it a little bit better if uh, the interference didn't happen as much. But nothing. There was nothing
0: wrong with it. But, well, people are going to have their own opinions on that, and people have got their own tastes on it, really. I suppose. Yeah. But oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Look we've we've come to it we've come to the main event
2: oh we'll get into that we'll get into that main event this is something to talk about
1: uh, yeah sure did the old todd grisham main event <laughs> uh we should say the main event of the evening was for the universal title and it was roman reigns defending against his cousin Jey uso first things first roman reigns <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll
0: tell you what, he's my tribal chief. Oh, I was
2: just going to say that. And he's, he's, he's looking, he's looking jacked
0: and I'm going to put this out there right now, okay? This was my match of the night. Same here. And I have thought about it. I was going to give this four and a half stars. Right. And I thought, Do you know what? No. Because realistically, what else could they have done? Yeah. I've given it five stars. I'm just putting it out so, there straight away before we even talk about it, because I can't wait to talk about this match. <laughs> I mean, absolutely right. So the, the storytelling in this match is just... It's just amazing.
2: It, it's, the be, it's the best WWE match. It's the best WWE match I've seen in... It's just amazing
0: storytelling. Yeah, telling. it's, it's yeah, just
2: I, the best WWE match I've, I think I've seen in 10 years.
1: The one thing I did like about this match is you couldn't do it in a crowd I don't think you could do it in a crowd because no because you can actually
2: you could, hear what they're saying and that makes it yeah that builds into it yeah
1: like how you're going to call me the tribal chief, and yeah, I put I put the I put the I'm the one who puts the money on everyone's in the family's table and head of the table head of the table and like, especially the moment when he's got his got Jay's face
2: it was great I mean it it was looking at the camera it was almost perfection
0: you'll you'll, you'll tell them that I am the head of the it's just so good it was almost perfection this match honestly right it just it gives me goosebumps like it gives me tingles just thinking about this match I'm probably gonna go and watch this match again once we're done doing this podcast yeah this was so fucking good like literally exactly what you said there like the idea yeah you could they could do a bit more stuff because um, of the empty arena and things because you can hear that, what they're saying. Roman knocks it out of the park, but I look. This match for me, it kind of it's like Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is like onions, right? He's got lots of layers. Okay, <laughs> that's what this is like. This match has so many layers, right? So many layers to it. The only, I mean, there's only one bad thing. I could say about this match. And even then, actually, I don't know if it's really a bad thing. Go on. It just didn't have a long time to build.
1: No, it, it had about two or three weeks of build. But when they did the. When Joey said one, then no one could tell the match. I was like, okay, that's so different. Um, but I wasn't expecting it to be what the match be- became. I was expecting it just to be like a. Especially with Roman turning heel now, I thought it was going to be 100% like two minutes long. Jay gets, like, one punch in or whatever, maybe a splash,
2: and that's it. But it's like... Well, basically, the whole match was basically Roman Reyes pretty much beating the shit out of his cousin.
0: Honestly, this has left so many opportunities open.
2: But because the family was in... Because it was, like, a flock of family matter, and it, that was involved, it, it, it made it special. It was a special match for me.
0: I'm not going to bring it down too much, and, you know, because I, I do... It's a five-star match. Oh, yeah. Up. My worry is that there's so much WWE could do with this. Yeah. With their track record being what it is, I don't know whether or not they pull the trigger oh, yeah. on a lot of it. Absolutely. Or they take it to where it could go. Because let's be honest, how many people realistically thought Jay Uso could give you that kind of story as a singles
2: competitor? It was it was great. It was fucking great. Literally right. Like did you hear though, did you hear some of the impacts of those of those punches and that? It was fucking...
0: Well, I mean, the punches in general in this match would... Like, again, this is another thing. Jey Uso, he sold Roman Reigns punches like he was being hit in the head with a cannonball. That was the genius part of it.
2: It was the selling. Yeah, as you said though, some of them uppercuts and shit he was giving him, it literally looked like he was gonna take his head off.
0: And he sold Roman. Yeah, that and was I the made thing. Roman looked like a killer. And he sold him, and he sold the offence so well that it looked like he was in genuine, genuine pain.
2: That's what made it special for me as well. It was it was the fact that obviously
0: And then when he was getting his wins back and he was coming back and he did get some offense in, yeah. right? He got some he, in. He had
1: that he had that splash near fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The match itself for wrestling, it was almost perfect. It wasn't pretty. Do you know what I mean, was, it wasn't yeah. like jumping around. It wasn't flip flopping. You didn't have loads of acrobats. It wasn't a gymnas no. show. You didn't have hold for hold. Yeah. It wasn't like submission to submission. It was a bit of a slugfest, and to be quite frank, it was a bit of a beatdown.
2: It was, yeah, yeah, exactly that. It was more of a beatdown than anything else, but it it was better than.
0: But they did it in in such just yeah like, yeah. Honestly, yeah. it was genius. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to try and describe it jay didn't jay wasn't jobbed out no but he took the beating of his life
1: i did think i think they i want to say they made a new star with him but
0: i I don't know to to go back to the layers comment okay they've managed to take jay uso one half of a tag team roman reign's cousin roman's now that pulled the trigger on it and turned him heel wasn't working as getting him over as a face yeah ironically like we said last week as soon as you turn someone heel, that's how you get them to be cheered.
2: Honestly, I, c- I could not have any more love for Reigns at this point now. That match, for me, made it.
0: They've somehow managed to put Roman over as this killer. And then you have him aligned with Heyman. That's put his stock up more because Heyman is, in this day and age, in the current era, in the era previous, Yeah, is probably the most notorious heel manager and the most successful heel manager. You've managed to elevate Roman Reigns' stock even higher, but now as a heel. And he's a fully-fledged heel after this match. Oh, definitely. You've taken Jey Uso, 100%. You've taken Jay Uso. You've made him look like this could be a genuine singles star. Not only did I feel like I was rooting for him in the match, <laughs> but I wanted him so desperately to win that now I really want to see him come back and, and get his get his win back. But then you also take Jimmy, who makes the appearance towards the end of the match. I know we'll we'll sort of break it down a bit. But Jimmy also now can get involved in this. But this opens a door to so much. They're the sons of Rikishi. Rikishi is Roman's uncle. Maybe Roman beats the shit out of Rikishi. You could do so much. And then realistically, guys, look, does this end with Roman Reigns versus The Rock?
2: WrestleMania? I would actually pay to see that as well. Like I would actually tune in and watch that.
0: WrestleMania might be too soon. And to be honest, if it's if that's not in front of a crowd, which is crazy to think that you might have two WrestleManias without a crowd. At some point down the line, I, I don't see how this doesn't end with Roman and Rock. But I like the idea of, of it being the family. Just uh, Roman's the head of that table and he's he's gonna rule it with an iron fist. It makes sense, and it was it was just done so well.
1: Uh yeah, so should we talk about the finish and how it's basically like spear, spear? No, nah, I'm just gonna punch the shit out your face. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The the match just reminded me of what it is about wrestling I love the most. Yeah, and it's it's that feeling you get when you're watching something and you really can be drawn into it.
2: Yeah, and you oh, really yeah. can
0: buy yeah. into it and. That you don't really get stuff like that so much anymore. And it's so weird that it happened with this match, like I said, with no build, really. And it's just sort of like out of nowhere and, in, you know, with no crowd or anything. The last time I feel like I really got invested in something like that was um, probably, off the top of my head, there may have been others, but off the top of my head, it was probably CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011.
1: Yeah, probably. I can't think of anything else since that that you go... Wow. But that's the
0: thing, right? What happened in that match? What Name, name some big spots that blew you away. Because I can't. Yeah, yeah. Right? All I remember is I, I popped at the finish. Like Punk's entrance, the crowd, everything like that. That's what this match missed. And I feel like if you were going to take anything off this match, aside from the fact that it didn't have the build, is the fact that this could have been, it could have been something else and maybe even better with a crowd. But, you know, back to your point, Ash, you know, at the same time, you don't get the the interactions that we were getting. Oh yeah, like Roman no. turning to the to to Paul and talking about the ref, and he's like, "Paul, you better talk to this guy because he don't want me doing it." And it's just yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. It was good. But yeah, when he's raining down those those forearms and he's kind of like putting the forearm on the face and he lifts it up and quickly like throws him back in. Man, Jay took that pummel in. and the finish. Yep. Jimmy comes out on them crutches. One thing I did. One thing I remember was.
1: When Roman's going like, Jay, you tell me, you say that I'm the tribal chief and all that kind of stuff. And then was like, you're my tribal chief. And, like, <laughs> and Roman's like, no, I don't want you to say it. I want him to say it.
2: Yeah, That's what a heel should do. Yeah, it is, yeah.
0: So good. And it just was amazing. And the ending was straight out of Rocky Four, Straight from, out of Rocky Four, Apart from no death. No death, because this time Jimmy threw in the towel, whereas Rocky didn't. But it was, you know, like he's got Jay's head in his hands, and he's looking up. I loved it though. He got in there because it yeah, was like, yeah, no, yeah. don't do it, Oos, don't throw it, Oose. And you just think, oh, will he? Won't he? And the longer it was going on for, the more I was kind of thinking, maybe he won't. But then, what's going to happen? And then, obviously, he throws it in, and I and immediately I was kind of a bit like, oh man. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, oh, no, fuck it, no, that was the right thing to do. Yeah, but yeah. Jimmy, when Jimmy gets in, and he's like limping in, and he crawls along the ring to, like, stop Roman from hitting on him even more. He's just wailing on him and he kind of, like, covers him with his whole body and it's like he's got tears in his eyes and stuff as well. Man, it's just so good. Cause, yeah, because, even, again, good. Like, even, I know, but I'm a bit all over the place with this part, with this match and this review, but the the opening video package, when it's them two as kids, like, walking away from, I think they've just finished their football game, he's filming them, like, I guess maybe it's Rikishi filming yeah. or it's, it's a family member and they're like, hey, Joe, Josh, say hello. And it's like uh, that managed to. I think that that filled that gap of like not having weeks of build on television. Yeah. Because you already know from again because our memories are better than we give credit for. We know they're related. They've helped each other out in the past and teamed up. So if you can remember that, then you'll you'll appreciate it more anyway. But yes. the fact that like. They showed you footage of them as kids and stuff. I just feel like it really drove this home. It,
2: it's 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 made Reigns my favourite in WWE. Obviously, it all depends where they're going going to go with it. But at the minute, based on that, I'd say yes. At, at, at this point in time, Roman's the best scene in, in, in wrestling.
0: It blew my mind. I was looking forward to it, but I never expected it to be what it was.
2: Now, like I said, I didn't know what to
1: expect, but when I
0: saw it, I just enjoyed every single second of it. And even when they take the, the garment that Jay came out with, that red... Garment necklace, yeah. Type it's, thing. Tr- it's it's, like, it's, it's, it's a in. Samaritan...
2: It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know the I don't know the actual name of it. It's like that that reef sort of necklace thing, Yeah.
0: Obviously, Jay comes out with it, and then Roman gestures at the end of the match after he's declared the winner. You know, by uh, submission, I guess, because it's a uh, uh, TKO. I reckon declared the winner, and he gestures to Paul to go and get it and put it around him, and it was that symbolism, and that meant to me. I just feel like that meant so much more than the belt did. It made it like Roman just became yeah, if it bigger wasn't than the a, belt.
1: It felt like that. Gar, uh, it's called a garland, apparently, but um, it felt
0: like that was the title, not the universal title. But that made so much sense, though, and it made it so much more personal, and it just made it more intimate. Like the title, anyone can take the title. The title can mean something. It can't mean something. It's a prop. That felt like... Yeah, it, the garland was a, was a prop, but it felt like it meant something. Like, that was the real symbolism. Jay taking the title, that would have been the symbolism for Jay. But Roman's Roman already as champion, that wasn't what he was going for. The whole match, like you said, call me tribal chief, tell me I'm your tribal chief, accept me as tribal chief. <laughs> it's just that kind of like... It just feels like that is what he was going for. And he got that yeah. at the end of that match. It felt like you
1: wanted Roman to be a heel,
0: we'll give you a reason why he should be the heel. And it was perfect. Yes. It's
2: perfect.
0: I, I said it, I say it again, five star. Jay?
2: For me, it was, it was five out of five. I mean, it had to be. It, that match has made me want to watch it weekly just to see what Roman's doing. I've got to go five on that. I, I couldn't... I couldn't. It, just to do anything lower, give it an injustice.
0: What, what about you, Ash? What are you giving this? Because surely this has got to be high. Well, originally I was going to give it a
1: 4.75. I'm going to you both five-star. It could possibly be my favourite match of the year and I can't see anything WWE beating it. I'd love
0: to see them try and beat it.
1: I don't know if they'll do a match at Hell in a Cell, maybe... Um, the reason that I think they might have brought in Jimmy to do that finish is he might be coming back, but
0: you don't know. But don't throw it all out at once. Build this up now. Like you've you've kind of got seeds there for, for the fiend because obviously the fiend and Alexa and well Alexa was like looking back and gave like Rome that look on SmackDown, didn't she? Yeah, and that was without looking at them topless, I reckon. <laughs> yeah god damn now you've got a reason to look at him
3: yeah
1: can i just can i just say about that Alexa? i like the look of alexa now that she's possessed it's it's kind of crazy isn't it but yeah
0: it's it's new it's different what was what we saying about the show overall then because it's you know it's a solid start and a super solid finish it just feels like it's just like a sandwich that the bread's really good but the fill-in was just not that appetising. Like you say, the opening match,
1: unbelievable. Mid-card, meh. And I really liked the last two matches of the night. Three and a half, probably yeah.
2: 7.5, 3.75. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, the open was good and then it sort of fell flat and then it got good at the end. As, as good as the main event was and the ladder match was, it, it doesn't make the show for me. So as a show for as a whole even though those two matches were great, for me, the show has to do 2.5. I mean, just because, yeah. the, just because the rest of it was, was not really good, to be honest.
0: I think three and a half a half's fair. I'd say three and a half, um, which is weird. Cause again, like when it's got like a match on that, I'm going to want to watch over and over again, but that's the difference between an overall show rating and then like how you feel about a match. Because I would happily watch that match over and over again. I'll happily go and watch that ladder match again. Mm. But I wouldn't be able to sit through that whole show realistically again from start to finish. Because I, especially now I know how it ends, I'm going to want to watch that opener. I may watch The Ambulance, but I'm going to go straight to that main event probably. You know, for me, three and a half. And it's it's only just over because of how extraordinary that main event was for me. Fair enough. It was a roller coaster for sure. It was a roller coaster. And I, I, I tell you what, NXT this Sunday, it's got a lot to live up to. For the first time in a long time, because it's usually the other way around. Yeah. I know it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but, I'm kind. I'm, I'm looking forward to to NXT, but I think you know, has WWE brought me back fully? No.
2: Yeah, the, the show as a whole for me, like I said, I mean, the the beginning was good, the end was good, but in between. It was just a slog to get... Well, I didn't even watch half of it. Um, but yeah, the show overall, as good as the, the beginning and the end was, the show as a whole has to be like 2.5, pushing 3 at the most. But like I say, if I was out to give it a 3, it'd only, be, it'd only be because the main event was so good. If it wasn't for the main event, it'd probably been about like a 2.
0: Um, <laughs> did that main event make me go, right, that I want to see, and that I'm going to keep my eye on, uh, yeah, so I might you know, do the same actually. I mean, you've got to give credit where it's due. You've got to. You've yeah. Got to. You've just got to give it. You've got. I mean, you've just got to give the people what they want. <laughs> well, like Brian Zane
2: says,
1: you like what you like, just don't be a dick about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's nice to have more than one wrestling company
0: to watch. Absolutely. Right. That is our review of WWE Clash of Champions Gold Rush, twenty twenty. We're interested to know what you thought of WWE Clash Champions 2020. So get on your social media. Ash, where can they find us? We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are. And you can listen to us and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Remember, guys, hit the follows, hit the subscribes, make sure you get the downloads in. We really do appreciate it, and that's what's going to help us grow. Get in touch, guys, and we hope you have enjoyed our review and we hope you enjoyed the show, to be honest, more than anything, because, I mean, we talk about it. Those guys wrestle. <laughs> so yeah, we but... hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, I...
2: I... Uh, I'm Jay. I have been. I always will be.
1: I'm always Ashley, so unlucky. And
0: I am Russ.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate the support and the uh, the likes and the downloads and the follows and the listens. You are going to give me a Until cool. next
0: time, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. Boop, boop.
3: I did it, I did it for for the people